Welcome to a joyous Richmond Kickers Weekly. My name is Daryl Grove, and I'm joined by a man who's celebrating a Richmond Kickers win. His name is Taylor Rockwell. Hello. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Pretty good. I mean, better than I've been doing for the past, uh, what, eight weeks. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> we were not at the game uh, at the stadium live. We were at uh, How Did This Get Made here in Richmond. Yeah. But we did check the scores, I believe, like before, during, and after oh, the yeah, live I show, was, as uh, well as at dinner that night. Yeah. Well done to whoever yeah. updates the Richmond mm-hmm. Kickers uh, Twitter. I'm not sure it's Patrick anymore. It's I think Patrick. You might it's got to no, be I Patrick. I think he's outsourced You think he's outsourced Yeah. It? I right. think he's got a staff. Um, but yeah, they... <laughs> Whoever did the Richmond Kickers Twitter kept us updated with the Kickers game. They did, yeah. and we appreciate it because then we were then able to find out that they uh, scored a goal in the yes. 70th minute, which would first go on to time, be the winner. First time, it, so the six mm-hmm. games without a goal previous yeah. to this. So this really feels like a big thing, like the uh, the floodgates have opened, maybe. <laughs> Does it? Good for us also is at the uh, what the Carpenter Centre, uh-huh. where we were watching the live How Did This Get Made?, there was air conditioning. I was wearing a long sleeve shirt, uh, and the walk from this office to the Carpenter Center is what, literally two blocks, I think? It might be a block and a half. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in that time, I had to take the long sleeve shirt off right. because it was that hot. So the idea of then going into an air conditioned room for quite some time, yep. slightly different than uh, when it felt like 105 degrees yep. on the field, apparently. So it was 96 degrees yep. Fahrenheit at kickoff, feels like 105, mm-hmm. which I think really informs the conditions of this game. Obviously, mm-hmm. everybody was melting. They were. I'm going to jump to this, though. That's why. I know Dennis Chin made USL, t- USL League One Team of the Week. My MVP for this game, Kickaroo. Yes! Yep. Whoever is inside that Kickaroo costume, I've never met them. We they hope are, it's still alive. They are an absolute hero mm-hmm. for, for managing to get through uh, Saturday's game. Right? Uh, spoilers for the prestige upcoming, but if you haven't seen a Christopher Nolan movie from like a decade ago, that's yeah. on you. But I do, have seen it also. I do now wonder if maybe there were two different people playing Kickaroo. And they'd go into like, like locker room at halftime and uh, you know change it up real quick, and then somebody else would come back out and look so energized out that's of nowhere. That's what they should do. Yes. I do. From what I understand, Kickaroo does have like ice packs within uh-huh. the costume, yeah. but even that isn't enough to... To sort of have a healthy, no. uh, non-dangerous body temperature on a day like Saturday. Also, I'm no science expert, uh, but so I believe I can when, confirm. <laughs> how dare you? Uh, when it's 105 degrees outside, those heat packs, if you're in them for, or the ice packs, if you're in that suit for two hours, pretty much become room temperature slash body heat temperature yeah. water bags by the end. <laughs> so then you've bags. also got 30 extra pounds weight on, probably. Around, as a result. Yeah, you've yes. got to figure out that trade-off. Yeah. Right? Um, speaking of figuring out that trade-off, yeah. uh, the Richmond Kickers changed formation. They did. They went with I'm actually not going to call it five at the back I'm going to call it three at the back because yeah. the wing backs were really really advanced they were. and I would call it a three five two mm-hmm. when defending and maybe a three five one one yep. when attacking with Joe Gallardo playing underneath Dennis Chin and really getting to roam around and exploit whatever space he wanted to exploit absolutely and I think that was of the kind of many little changes that went into this I think that was the biggest Product, if you yes. put it like, was that because because you had the kind of midfield three of Troyer, Bolduc, and Moape? Yeah, which is weird, right? Two wingers and a defender make now make up the central midfield, and it looked much better than when we normally have three yeah, three but, regular midfielders. But it makes sense because they're like they're like you you made that point when we were watching it, and I was very confused for a little while. And I think what I've kind of landed on is the idea that Bolduc and Moape both fast and very technical yes. so I think you can use them in transition but also they can kind of settle the ball and play quickly when you're trying yeah. to m- keep the ball moving through the middle and they're not afraid to run at people no. right like I know like say Hughes mm-hmm. and say Max Rodriguez they're much more inclined to look for passes yeah. whereas Balduca Mwape especially are much more inclined to 
maybe just have a go at this person yeah. and try and get past Which them. Which I yeah. should say, like, it's not necessarily, and I'm not saying you, you even did it this way, but the way I heard that briefly was like a little bit of shade. It's like they're willing to go at people, whereas the other two look for passes. Well, it's just like the type of player you are yeah. and what you're inclined to do. Like, True. I'm more of the mm-hmm. Hughes Rodriguez uh, persuasion. It just briefly felt like the soccer equivalent of Bless Her Heart. <laughs> that sort of <laughs> I thing. I did not mean it that way. <laughs> I'm really just trying to yeah. sort of explain why yep. things looked a little bit different. And I think maybe the biggest change is Maxi Rodriguez well, not starting at the number six and Braden Troyer being yeah. there instead. But I think, yeah, but, but uh, even before we get to that, like, okay. but those three in the middle, though, the biggest thing was because you then had three in the back, you could keep the ball moving and Gallardo didn't have to drop in nearly as much as we've yes. seen this season. And I think him being in a more free-floating role mm-hmm. allowed him to overlie- overload one side or sort of combine with Dennis Chin if the kickers went long. Yeah. And I think that sort of fluidity and flexibility is a big thing that's been missing from Gallardo's game. He doesn't have game. to come so deep yeah. to touch the ball, right? He can be up there, and when he receives the ball, he's already in a more advanced position than yeah. he has been for the rest of the season. Exactly. I really liked it. I did too. I really, really liked I, it. I wasn't sure how I felt going in, knowing that Maxi Rodriguez was not starting, knowing yeah. that he was on the bench. We assumed that was a tactical decision, yeah, not we, an injury situation. We don't know. We probably should have looked mm-hmm. into this before recording. But if he's on the bench... It stands to reason that he's probably there, he's able to play. Yeah. So I look at this more so as he maybe has been relied upon to drop in between those two center backs and yes. kind of help with possession and keep the ball moving. Oh, and now there's three center backs he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. And yeah. maybe it's just you can put Braden Troyer in there. Again, Braden Troyer, he's a warrior, as the Red Army will remind you. <laughs> uh, so I think his mobility, his like, kind of tenacity in the middle, it's yeah. just a little bit different from what Maxi Rodriguez is going to bring. Yeah, I think um, he's just a bit rougher yep. as well in the good sense. So do you remember, didn't he get a yellow card and yeah. you said the referee counted off yeah, like yeah, one, two, off three, all the many four, times. Yep. It's like you've, you've had so many sort of rough tackles, you're getting a yellow card for essentially persistent fouling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's an upside. I think it adds some kind of steel and like toughness to the kicker's central midfield mm-hmm. that Maxi Rodriguez, not that he's a weak player, but he's definitely more of a passing midfielder. Yep. He's more of a a Perlo type, and I would say Troy is more of a Gattuso type. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. But I think Big blonde Gattuso. But I think also <laughs> Maxi's inclination to drop in between the center backs, or or maybe more specifically his instruction to drop between the two center backs. Yeah, it sends them wide. But then that's the thing we're talking about, where then the other center midfielder drops a little bit deeper, and then Gallardo yep. drops a little bit deeper, and then the forward drops, and suddenly and things get pulled back. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think just by having the three center backs, we have kind of. Uh, argued for maybe Akira Fitzgerald being a little bit more aggressive and stepping off his line yep. to fill that kind of passing and moving spot. Instead, if you put three center backs back there, you put Connor Shinovsky in the middle, yep. that allows that ball to keep moving. One uh, other change, Maxi not starting, mm-hmm. means someone else got the captain's armband. Oh, Do yeah. you happen to see who was wearing it? I've just, I've just looked it up, so this wasn't knowledge I had. I just pulled up the USL League One page in front of me. I'm looking at the team, and I am i don't know. My guess would be Gallardo? Why not? I'll give you a hint. Um, mm-hmm. He only played 83 minutes. Oh, is it a cure for Gerald? Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> we'll be talking about those red cards later. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, maybe one fun thing on the formation. The other thing I liked is that because uh, you had three centre-backs, mm-hmm. they would spread out when we had the ball. Connor Shinovsky being the central centre-back, he can hit a pass probably mm-hmm. better than the other two. So I quite liked him finding Gallardo or going direct to Chin, and Chin would hold it up or flick it on. Or lose it mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, but it meant the fullbacks were then the width, right? Thompson and Lockerbie were just up and mm-hmm. down wide. They always were able to at least stretch the opposition out by being wide and not having to worry about coming back central like yep. they do when it's a back four. So Agreed. one nice little change worth mm-hmm. noting. <laughs> All right, you ready to talk about the goal? Yes. What's up? Why are you laughing at me? You know that I said that right before you said it. No. <laughs> yeah. I think you were checking to Is make sure. I was looking for the captain? Yep. <laughs> All right, well, now we've said it twice, so people definitely know it. 
<laughs> I'm just laughing because your wife brought this up on Saturday night. And I was like, oh, that moment. Yeah. Oh, because you said sometimes I'm distracted when yes. I'm looking at something else. Well, I'm glad we recorded this and we're going to publish it for everyone to hear. <laughs> Let's talk about Dennis Chin's book. All right. 70th minute. It starts with a Joe Gallardo tackle slash just stepping into someone yes. and part of this is like Gallardo's defensive contributions mm-hmm. right? yeah. yeah I mean I mean, yeah he puts in the work rate he he tries to win the ball high yeah. and then and I think and what I say is he puts in the work rate and he tries to win the ball high there we go uh, we want to keep it going you want to keep the remix going <laughs> no uh, it'll, get, it'll get annoying after a while but then we kind of see <laughs> everything that he brings to the table because that sort of like defensive presence the fact that he's charging around trying to make a play they end up getting the ball back and then it's his kind of on the ball ability as well that we've come to appreciate it's a great through ball uh, oh, in, yeah. in the kind of like the channel into the corner for Dennis Chin to run on. Yeah, it's from a weird angle, right? So no mm-hmm. one really saw it come in. Right. And then Chin, I'm not sure how much he had to aim at once he receives the ball. Yeah. Uh, but he puts a cross into someone's shins and wins a corner mm-hmm. kick for the Richmond kickers. Yeah, but I mean, you're right. And and I think... But the camera like, angle doesn't show us who was in the box. So I don't yeah. know if he was crossing to no one or to like seven people. That's true. <laughs> but, but I think even just with how sort of slow the kickers have been in transitioning to attack this season, yeah. I'm okay with just Gallardo playing Chin into space and seeing what happens because yeah. what ends up happening is Chin forces a corner and the kickers mm-hmm. score indirectly off the corner. Yeah. But still, it's the sort of aggressiveness going forward yep. that maybe has been a little bit lacking that was there on the evening. And so the kickers take the corner. Mm-hmm. It is not a short corner. It is not. And you saying you've noticed that maybe they've the kickers have been moving There's away. There's some variation, yeah. They've been very, yeah, very up and not always taking it short it's my, also not a great corner my guess would be that uh, when the season is going well and it seems like everything is clicking you have time to work on set pieces and do a bit more design set piece play and practice those short corners when you're when you haven't scored in six games and are on a losing sk- like skid or a winless streak yeah. maybe you're focused on other things and thus it's just put the ball in the box on corners we'll figure it out later <laughs> well I can't remember who takes it but they put the ball in the box and it's immediately cleared mm-hmm. by Orlando City B I should have mentioned that was the opposition right that'll be in the in the episode title so people will know mm-hmm. it's immediately cleared by Orlando City B Mwape picks it up mm-hmm. lays it out wide to Akwai uh, like- he plays the Bolduk Bolduk to Akwai okay, I Bolduk. did this exact same thing that's the only reason why I noted <laughs> it yep Bolduk out to Akwai on the left mm-hmm. which is weird right because normally he's the right centre-back and he's been on the right. I think yep. it's just recycling yep. from the corner kick. He ends up on the left wing. Akwai crosses it in. Dennis Chin meets it on the volley. Mm-hmm. Past the keeper, 1-0 Richmond kickers. But Which I think is nice to say. Nice to say. I think we didn't see all of Chin's movement, but we did see him, after Orlando cleared the ball... Mm-hmm hang out in an offside position near Orlando's keeper, yep. which I think was a very deliberate thing. I think so too, especially because I think it's in the moment he spots that Mwape's bringing this ball down, kickers are going to retain possession. So it's not a, I got to transition back to a defensive spot yeah. very quickly. It's not coming straight back in. But it's yeah. also the awareness of, but Orlando have all stepped out and they're trying to figure out where their marks are. So if you, if you the forward, in this case Dennis Chin, stay offside, then you kind of wait and see where everybody sets up and then you find that space and kind of occupy it before yeah. the ball is delivered. No one's really paying attention to you because that's the thing they're all looking a, the opposite direction yeah, right? yeah. but there's a, there's a thing with defenders and like you, it's really difficult because I have had this of like if you're trying to keep an off, offside line and you look at a forward who's five yards up the field being offside there can be that moment where you're just like oh they're offside I don't need to ever worry about them again they're offside yeah. and suddenly <laughs> they cease to exist yeah you've removed them from the <laughs> equation so then suddenly when they step back in and are now onside yep. things are different which may explain why yep. when the cross comes in from a quiet mm-hmm. I can't remember who was marking Dennis Chin but he's like 3-4 yards away no from one him, right? is the answer yes no yeah. One, yeah. but whoever it is I think it's because he had been marking Joe Gallardo who I'm assuming took the corner and then hung out closer to the oh, back post he was post. on the right when this came yeah. in yeah. and so I think maybe he's paying attention to Gallardo yeah. then suddenly realizes oh no they're forward is wide <laughs> yeah. open in the box on this cross. I'm going to call Dennis Chin's finish 
surprising, if only because it's not what I would expect a striker to do, because he kind of kind of softly redirects yeah. it as opposed to like hits the volley hard after the cross comes in. Mm-hmm. But we also saw earlier in the game, he had a similar attempt from a similar angle uh, when a ball came in. And I think this might just be a feature of Dennis Chin's game is he tends to try to redirect crosses rather than smash them. Yeah, but I yeah? think I think the bigger difference for me, though, is on this goal, he's redirecting it. He's not putting a lot of power behind it, but he's redirecting it while moving towards the ball. He's running yeah. at pace to try to make contact, and he does do that. The one you're talking about in the first, first half, half yeah. he's more so adjusting to a deflected ball oh, and yeah, is deflection, basically yeah. stationary. It's so if you're standing, cross that pops up off the yeah, right? But yeah. he's kind of standing, hops back, probably should have done better with it, but I think if he is trying to do that sort of angled past shot basically you're not getting nearly as much power behind it because you're not moving to meet it you're sort of adjusting to be able to meet it that's really interesting i didn't think of it this way but that that absolutely makes sense to me there yeah. we are all right Physics. so one nil richmond kickers got a c plus in that class in the 70th minute maybe a c 10 minutes later it all gets crazy it does it absolutely gets crazy so it's um orlando win a corner kick mm-hmm. akira fitzgerald kicker's keeper picks up the ball mm-hmm. And then uh, Bagru, 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 yeah. Bagru comes over to get the ball from Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. and it turns into a little tussle, right? Because like, I think Bagru like grabs the ball, but then like puts a bit of a shoulder into Fitzgerald as almost like a, a punishment for yeah. holding onto the ball too long. Yeah. Fitzgerald pushes him back, and then it all goes wild. Everybody charges in, including Herrera, mm-hmm. the Orlando keeper, who runs quite literally the length of the field to get involved in this ruckus. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> you gotta back your teammates, I guess. I guess so. uh, a couple of things. I think Fitzgerald. I, I do think it's a bit of gamesmanship here. I don't think he's actually asking. But when that ball goes out of bounds, it's sort of as like Bagru running in, ball gets like poked uh, beyond the touchline, so it will be a corner. Yeah. And I think Fitz- it's a dangerous position, actually, right? It is, and I think that's part of why Fitzgerald does what he does, because it kind of deflects off the advertisements behind the goal. Fitzgerald is able to pick it up, and he does that sort of like, where's it going? What is it, ref? But he's holding the ball, <laughs> trying to have that conversation. And I think Bagru knows what he's doing, gets the ball, but I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's, that, it's that next shove Probably a few words in there, probably mm-hmm. not very flattering or complimentary words. Yeah. Uh, some might even say insulting or aggressive <laughs> or possibly hostile and cursing. Either way, I think that's what really kicks it off. And then the fact he that said, they kind Florida of Florida sinking exactly, <laughs> and that was and that somehow made Fitzgerald angry. Um, but yeah, I think the two he of said, them. Florida man fails to complete cross. <laughs> All right, that's the least uh, terrible thing that Florida Man has done in some time, so that's good. Uh, but yeah, basically I think it's that shove, then the fact that they go back at each other yeah. is maybe where the red cards come from because mm-hmm. truth be told, we watched the replay, we watched it like a couple different times. It's really difficult given the camera angle and the, like you're not really close up, you don't get a bunch of different perspectives of on it. a big melee that and, happens and over by the advertising board. at yeah. least 20 players in a 10-yard space. <laughs> yeah. It's tough to know exactly what goes on. <laughs> well, one, the other guy that gets sent off, yeah. apart from Bagru and Fitzgerald, is Mendoza who we do see come in from behind and put his hands on Fitzgerald's neck area. I wouldn't say he hit him. It wasn't a strike. Mm -hmm. It was just like he... Got his hands in there, right? Um, yeah, I think I think if if any of these red cards is justified, it's that one because Mendoza. I mean, he comes out of shot, like, and he wasn't involved. He we didn't see him getting set for the corner or anything like that. Yeah. So he has to run some distance, and I think if you're the referee and the AR who's kind of wades into the middle of this one, it's the AR who's the closest to yeah. this action. And it's the AR that essentially explains what happened to the ref, yep. and then the ref gives out the three red cards. Right. right? So we've got to assume this is all based on the AR's perspective. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think Mendoza. I mean, not all, because I mean the referee still has agency here and is, yeah. is is also involved but yeah I think that's a big part Mendoza comes running in and if you're a player running in 30 or 40 yards 
you can make an argument that maybe you're like, oh, I just want to like protect my players. But if you're protecting your teammates, you don't run to the opposition goalkeeper and put your hands at his neck. Yeah. That, that is where I think – and the fact that Mendoza then gets out of there pretty quickly and has to be waved all the way back over, uh-huh. I think he's aware that maybe he's uh, gotten a bit too aggressive. <laughs> he shouldn't be sort of a get-in, get-out kind of Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, so my opinion on this is that none of these should have been red cards. I think a yellow – because they're all listed as violent conduct mm-hmm. – I'm not sure any of this crosses the threshold I would set if I was a ref for violent conduct. Mm-hmm. I, like for violent, because like, essentially it's a push and a shove, and maybe a hand around the neck, but not like a full throttle, right? Mm-hmm. Not a choking, um, or no striking. No one actually threw a punch. I kind of feel like yellow cards would have been enough to just warn everybody, hey, settle down. I mean, a couple of things uh, to play like referee's advocate because I'm not even <laughs> sure how much. Like, I necessarily agree with this, but a few things. Like, one, we've complained before about, like, you can't put your hands on a player, on an on a opposition player's yeah. face or neck. Like, you can't do that. We got mad at the Mexico game. I forget who it was did that, but it was, like, I think it was Guardado. We were like, you can't just grab somebody by the mm-hmm. neck. That's not allowed. So I think... But that was a full, like, hand around the throat, like, briefly Darth Vader-ish. Yeah, but I guess now you're <laughs> arguing nuance, whereas I'm saying yeah. usually I think you and I tend to be like, yeah, you did the thing that is a red card. You're going to get a red card. So you have like to be prepared for any it. Any hand-to-neck type stuff yeah. is as bad as maybe hand-to-face, and when you which come is a r- thing that usually yeah. you will get called striking even if it's only a, like a tap. Exactly. Yeah. But when you also when you come running in when there's already a scrum happening, you're yeah. certainly not running in to make the situation better. Okay. So I think that's one. The for, sec- that's for Mendoza then. Yeah. yeah. I think also it's worth noting that as we've already said, like Brayden Troyer gets a yellow for accumulation of fouls. There's mm-hmm. a few others in there where you can see the frustration from players I've been kicked a lot why, why isn't that a card again like and it keeps happening and I think so there's some chippiness here and maybe that's the referee trying to stamp down the authority mm-hmm. which isn't great because that's what yellow cards are supposed to be for yeah but I think the third thing or fourth thing at this point is that uh th- that they go back at each other that Bagru and Fitzgerald don't just have that initial tussle referee comes over and says like hey guys calm it down it's that then they go back the whole team gets involved Bagru has to be held back by two kickers players Fitzgerald mm-hmm. then goes back in and in antagonizes i'm guessing all of that factors into why the referee felt like yeah this was more than just two players kind of scrapping at each other it was violent and it was out of control i don't like that red cards all right red cards so we mm-hmm. play the game out what 10 versus 9 yep. um uh, chin is subbed off for joe rice who comes and replaces akira fitzgerald in mm-hmm. goal and joe rice i assume is going to be getting some games for the richmond kickers we assume fitzgerald's going to get a ban yep. right so Pretty good for him. He just graduated VCU. Now he's playing. Uh, now he's playing some pro soccer. Yeah, yeah, he's got a couple minutes already. He'll at least get one game. I don't know how yeah. many. If it's if it's one game, if it's three games. If it's maybe it two. Might be for violent conduct, yeah. usually leads to a longer ban. Right. We'll, we'll find. We'll find out when the USL disciplinary. Reports, we will indeed. Uh, we will indeed. But we don't anticipate out. a goalkeeper being brought in on like short term basis. I don't because it's only it's still a relatively short period. Yeah. Right? Even three games would be mm-hmm. just three games, not like a month to month exactly months kind of thing and. It's what you reserve keepers for, right? Yep. If you bring in another keeper, then you're saying, ah, this guy yeah, was really good to watch. Yeah. Maybe not, yeah. <laughs> so we look forward to uh, more games for Joe Rice. We do. Um, so yeah, kickers see the game out. They win 1-0. The important-ish thing <laughs> is that this leap sees the kickers mm-hmm. leapfrog Orlando, and they are no longer the official worst team in USL League One. There's they that. are ninth instead of 10th. Orlando are down there. The kickers are two points clear. If we're going to keep climbing this table... Next team to catch is forward Madison FC, mm-hmm. Domingos, uh, with four points behind them. 
So yeah. the long climb starts now. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. And uh, the kickers are away this weekend, I do believe. Yep. Friday afternoon, mm-hmm. 4 p.m., Toronto FC 2. I mean, so you're going to a whole other country. This kid's got to be home by curfew. <laughs> yeah, so Friday, 4 p.m., Toronto FC 2. And then Saturday, August 10th. So there'll be a little break. Then Saturday, August 10th, away to Forward Madison. The first meeting with Forward Madison, somehow USL League One has kept these teams apart until the second half of the season. Maybe trying to build the anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then we are home to Toronto mm-hmm. after that, and then away to Forward Madison again. So right. Kicker's going to have a some familiarity. A, a groundhog day. <laughs> a groundhog day couple of weeks. But we're feeling more optimistic, right? We like the new formation. We like the fact that Kicker scored. We like the fact they didn't concede. So all these things are good, um, at least in the short term. Sure. Sure. Okay. You, you're waiting to pass judgment before you have more, evi- I mean, more evidence, right? To be honest, I don't mean to like be the downer here, but like, yeah. I mean, we're talking about a team that I think you and I both expected to be better than they are yeah. in terms of standings and quality of play. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, beating the other worst team in the league, it to me is like, yeah, okay, you did what's expected. Now keep doing that. Yeah, it's the minimum, right? Mm-hmm. But they've met the minimum. <laughs> and now At we, least there's that. Now we hope for yes. some things to build on top True. Of. We do All indeed. Right. We do indeed. All right, Taylor. So, thank you for reviewing this game with me. Right back at you, buddy. Listeners, thank you for listening. And the faithful Red Army, after a win, please play us out. Oh,